0: Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Shane van Gisbergen from the Red Bull Holden Racing Team here. From the race across Australia, and here is Inside Supercars.
1: Welcome to Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock and Craig Revelle. We're looking at Bathurst, a uh, event, and uh, today we've got some uh, some of the superstars of Triple Eight. Roland Dane, the team principal and Jeremy Moore who is the technical director along with Grant McPherson aka Shippy, who is the engineer on number 97 has been since Shane Van Giz joined the team. It was a wonderful moment for them, fantastic for them to be able to say goodbye as Roland does in his message, say goodbye to Holden and thank them for all their efforts over the years. Uh, Quite an extraordinary uh, uh, result for Triple um, Eight. They didn't win the team's championship, as uh, with one of their cars out. The other two of the uh, major competitors, that being the Djr Pensky cars, certainly rammed things home because uh, they came home in uh, fourth and fifth places and well and truly cemented I think it's something like a 400 or 200 or so point lead over the end coming in from the 100 they were leading at the start of the race. But uh, Craig, it was uh, interesting uh, to be able to get to uh, talk to these people. They must have been all fairly worn out after the day.
2: Worn after out after the year, of course, and uh, we'll hear about their thoughts of the year and the race day as well because it was a, a pretty unique one for everyone. And here's Roland Dane on his 2020 Bathurst win. Well, Roland Dane uh, I know how much Bathurst means to you and to uh, get the Holden factory team a Bathurst win in their last appearance as a factory team it's uh, must be uh,
3: a huge reward for everyone. Uh, very satisfying to be honest to be able to, to deliver that um, for all the Holden fans, dealers, employees over the year and uh, you know say goodbye to a, uh, an iconic Australian brand as a in the new car market here in Australia. Um, yes, it's uh, it's um, ticks a box, um, and now and now we've got to look forward for Shane to get the win with your team too. I don't know how many drivers now have won Bathurst or a championship with your team. Uh, well, I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, but yes, um, it's great to see Shane win one because he's been very close. Uh, he's come second I think twice with us, and. Um, and he, and he probably should have won it in 2014 when he was with Techno uh, and had an issue at the last pit stop. So um, satisfying to be able to be a part of him winning. When you saw the car pace the car had right throughout the race, were you confident that once you had track position you weren't going to be headed? No, I think it's, a, it's um, honestly, it's hard to, to read at different parts of the race, but Shane is a consummate racer. He understands how to race. He understands what's going on about him. He understands almost more more than we do about the shape of the race and everything, what he needs to do uh, to, to manage stints and the rest of it. So um, he's, um, you know, he, he drove an exemplary race, took advantage of the wet conditions to get track position, and then and then didn't give it up. Um, and uh, and Garth did a did a great job to, to maintain that during his second stint. So uh, no, Shane's he's such a good overall racing driver. That's what uh, makes it a pleasure to work with him. And
2: 2020. How do you look at what this season has been for your team in particular?
3: Yeah, it's been it's been hard for everyone. It's been hard for us. It's been hard for everyone. It's been uh, yeah hard for the for the Melbourne teams in particular. Uh, but um, yeah, we've managed to put a championship together. We've managed to have a Bathurst 1000, albeit in in slightly strange circumstances because we haven't got fans here. Uh, but yeah, you know, when you look at the world around us, I think um, everyone. The teams and supercars and everyone have done a great job of, of giving us a championship this year. So it's great to have been a part of it. And for me, Bathurst is the pinnacle of that. It's the absolute number one priority for me is to me is to win Bathurst. So we've won you know, eight now, which is, uh, I think, um, probably pretty much half the ones we've contested. So uh, we've been on the podium plenty of times here as well when we haven't won. So uh, it's yes it's very very important to me moving forward into
2: 2020 how do you structure this slightly longer than normal break well you you
3: you mean moving forward into 2021 yeah um yeah well we've got we've got quite a lot of time we owe people in the team you know time off and everything from because they've been away so much so we've got to deal with that uh we've got a two week enforced holiday in northern new south wales before we're allowed back into queensland um so it's a fairly complicated year end but we've got plenty going on Uh, so we're building a new car for jamie for next year Uh, we've got generation three stuff as well uh, to do so yeah we've got we've got a bit on
2: are you happy with generation three and what has been released already
3: no, I'm very happy with it. And so, you know, um, we've been a big part of it and, and continue to be. So uh, I'm very happy with it. I'm very excited about the opportunity with the with the Kamara. I'm very hap- happy to be a part of making the cars look like, uh, you yeah, know, proper racing versions of the road car um, and uh, moving away from the, the sort of I'm not sure what I'd call it, but the the sort of odd version of the Mustang we've got at the moment to a a real um, facsimile of the the Mustang and and the Camaro and having those go uh, head to head uh, in our championship. If the COVID restrictions continue to be as
2: they are, would you be supporting, like coming back to Bathurst in the early part of the year in February?
3: Well, I I don't think it's a matter of of COVID. I mean, who who knows where COVID restrictions are. (laughs) Nobody does. Yeah, we... We hope for the best, but um, but we have to prepare for all eventualities. But yeah, if we come back uh, to Bathurst early in the year next year, regardless of COVID, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. You know, albeit with a different format. So uh, I don't think COVID necessarily comes into it, uh, it but it, COVID may impact on our on our calendar next year, like it it probably will do in a lot of motorsport and sport in general um, around around the world. You know, we can't second second guess. That all we can do is um, is roll with yeah you know, the the punches that, that were delivered collectively over the, over this and it'll take a while to before it all yeah you know, comes goes back to what we would call some semblance of of normality.
2: Was there any difference standing under the podium and watching your team lift the uh, Peter Brock Trophy again? Um,
3: no, so I, I, to be honest, I've never been. I don't think I've ever been up there, so it was good to it was good to go up there. It was good to get the opportunity to 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 say farewell to Holden uh, up there, and uh, and I um, uh, just miss the fact that it should be heaving with um, fans who've had a great day and barracking away un- underneath us. Um, I miss I miss that, and I'm sure they do as well. Roll, have a great Christmas and we look forward to seeing 2021 roll out. And you, thanks, mate.
1: Anyway, it's, uh, Craig, you uh, got the chance fairly early to uh, get Grant McPherson. You uh, had a good chat to him?
2: Yes, Shippy was there. Uh, he was packing up, of course, uh, for a long time. He was with the car as the scrutineering commenced. Uh, in fact, interestingly enough, I believe the scrutineering is going to take about two days or another day and a half to complete. They're doing the full scrutineering the Mount Panorama circuit in the garages there um, because of the two week, um, because of the two week isolation that everyone needs to do to head back to Queensland. So we uh, had a chat with Shippy later in the evening. Well, Graham McPherson, congratulations. It's uh, here at Red Bull Holden, a big night when you win Bathurst.
0: Yeah, it's um, been a pretty amazing week, a pretty amazing day. And yeah, I think we'll celebrate this one until uh, tomorrow. Uh, don't you mean two weeks in Kingscliff <laughs> yeah that, that'll be good too um, with all the all the family there to hopefully um, enjoy the end of this uh, long year when you think about this weekend because
2: the car just steadily came to the point where it it did seem like it was the fastest car
0: ah uh, yeah, like we just we just kept working at it you know we kept the faith in the process and tuned it up and tuned it up and yeah when it mattered it was fast. how much did you swing the car towards this apocalyptic wet race that everyone was planning oh no by the time though we got here this morning we could see that the rain would drop to almost nothing and that's basically got what we got wasn't nothing but yeah not not worth setting up around and when you work through did like the driver said everything
2: went right and no mistakes but in your mind did everything did you click off
0: everything the way you wanted to <laughs> Yeah, the race, the race played out um, really well for us. Yeah, we, were, we ended up with Shane in the car in the wet and that, that stint there really set us up. You know, those handful of laps where he, um, he got us a lead and him and was, was pretty um, pivotal to getting the result. And knowing Shane like you do, you knew once he got to the front, particularly with the uh, late yellows, you probably were f- confident that he wasn't going wasn't gonna to be passed easily. Oh, yeah. Um, someone asked me if I was nervous. Not not at all. Maybe when the, it was raining four hours earlier, yes, but that that was just about being on, on slicks on a wet track. But that last couple of laps, no, no, no stress at all. He's um, he's the hardest man out there to pass. Well, I know you're going to enjoy this one. Congratulations. Uh,
2: Bathurst champion is always a, a nice way to uh, end a year. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers.
1: And, of course, Jeremy Moore, who uh, before going and winning a pair of... Uh, Le Mans and a pair of World Endurance Championships with Porsche. Um, he was, in fact, a Craig's engineer, um, being one of the original of the uh, uh, Briggs Motorsport. Uh, and before that, of course, he was uh, Lycum's, along with his uh, mates, Mark Dutton, and is now team manager. They were the engineers when they uh, started the whole thing rolling.
2: Well, Jeremy Moore, first year back, and what a year to come back to Australia!
4: Oh, what a challenging year for everyone. Um, yeah, yeah, quite an amazing year. Um, brilliantly, uh, we finished it off in a good result. Um, yeah, just it's been a challenging year for everyone, and um, yeah, so uh, so please uh, come back and and uh, come back and work with these guys again and, and have some good results.
2: It's not quite twelve months in the seat, so uh, how do you sum up? what you've been able to achieve in this time
4: oh yeah many things <laughs> from creating ventilators to uh, to designing race cars and um no um i think yeah we've achieved quite a lot over the over this year um putting in some new systems um new methods for the guys to work to um you know incorporate some new things I've, i learned over, overseas so yeah steps forward we're still a long way from where we can be so still more more to come from from triple eight when you think about your colleagues overseas, how how do you put into
2: perspective what they've been going through? Because we seem to have it had it very, very uh, easy by comparison.
4: Yeah, definitely. It, uh, is, it's a lot easier in Australia. We socially distance ourselves because we've got a, such a small population and in a big, big island. So yeah, over there in Europe, they, they're struggling. Um, yeah, it's just borders, you, you can't close them down and there's just you know, so many people there. So they're, they're doing it tough, but um, they're, they're getting through it um, as, as is the rest of the world with, uh, in America as well. It's, it's not fun for anyone. Um, we've managed to power on. So glad that we could get a, a VH of Gus season through and, uh, and hopefully some form of normality can return um, in the not too distant future.
2: And I guess you've got a, a bit of a project in the background there with a the Camaro to build.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just on the side, just a little little project. So I've been working um, working hard on on that um, as well. Um, so when the when the series stopped, Triple um, Eight put a hand up and said, "Yep, yeah, we'll keep designing and working on this this project to make sure that it's ready for 2022." Um, that's been full steam ahead in in the background as well. Um, we plan on on uh, yeah continuing to work on that now. So there's no, there's no there's no holiday. Like we'll go back on Monday or tomorrow and uh, flat out Gen Three hat on and. And uh, work with the other Gen 3 um, uh, technical group, Ludo, Carl from uh, from Shore and and uh, Supercars, and uh, yeah, try to get the the best product that we can, so that um, when it hits the ground in 2022 on the, at the racetrack, it's a it's a challenging, interesting racing car, which uh, yeah which puts on a, a better show than this one, if that's possible.
2: <laughs> it's been interesting because uh, James Courtney yesterday was quite adamant saying we've got to simplify the cars. Yourself, Ludo, and others are uh, quite technical, and uh, like those little, that little minutia of every, uh, every nut and widget having a uh, functional purpose.
4: Yeah, that's right. I mean, we are also. And can take our team hat off and, and realize, yeah, we got to make the cars easier to operate, um, have, a, have a broad setup window, so that uh, any team up and down pit lane can, can get uh, you know 99% out of it. We still like the little bits and pieces to get the extra 100 or extra 1%. But no, no, we're definitely not thinking about making it complicated. It's it's about making it as simple but adjustable as possible, like this car, um, but less error of course, so we can follow and race each other. Uh, and just, yeah, cheaper, of course, but without making it a, a poor product, it's, it's, that's the best challenge is to try to make a good racing car with, with less budget. But uh, I think we have the tools to do so, and, and I think people will be surprised with the, the quality that it'll, it'll come out to be um, despite the, the, the price target. I think everyone wants NASCAR budget but supercar
2: racing type of thing.
4: Yeah, exactly. Everyone wants that. But no, we've got to be realistic that um, you know, there's, everyone's hurting this year in particular. Even before um, COVID came along, we wanted to reduce the price of the cars and the operating costs. So that was on the radar. And now just, it just drove home that, yeah, we need to make these things cheaper uh, to operate, not just to buy the car, but just also to operate, to maintain, to service. So, yeah, I think we're making good in-grounds there. We're going to have a car which, which should all tickle those boxes. Um, really looking forward to Camaro hitting the track. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting to to see those two two cars racing each other. Um, but no, it's been a great project so far, and, and still a lot of work to do. Clearly, but um, no, we're on target. We're definitely on target to get the, the car on track beforehand to do enough testing. That's the main thing. You don't want to have a whole new car turn up one month before the and have you know, thirty race cars at Adelaide or wherever we start the season, and they all fail on the starting grid. So. Um, Supercars is quite realistic in that we need to do enough testing and validation, um, tire testing to make sure we get the right compounds for the cars so they're not overheating or they're, uh, they're operating as best as they can for raceability, not after the ultimate lap time, but after a good car where um, everyone can do quality laps like these guys are doing today, lap after lap after lap. So that's, that's the target to make sure the car's up to, up to spec so that it's strong enough to do that and, and easier to service if, if something goes wrong or, or something is in, in a crash, for example.
2: Well, let's talk about the team getting in the Peter Brock Trophy. Did you have any doubt with knowing that this pace you had all day, did you have any doubt when Shane had track position that, it was home and
4: hose oh definitely not definitely not home and hose at this track everything can happen as we can see you know safety cars come out rain shower comes out it was never over until you cross the finish line but with the pace well yeah yeah it, it was it was relieving to have such a strong car you know that if you had the pace any not any strategy can win but you know you have a, a something in your pocket so as long as you had track position and you could pull away in the in the middle part of the stint it was uh, you're going to have most likely a good result so until we crossed the finish line that's that's the only time we realized that we we had uh, had it in a bag it's never in the bag at this place
2: well jeremy have a great uh, break whatever that break might look <laughs> yeah, like and uh, yeah and uh, all the best for 2021 perfect thank you very much
1: certainly one of the most enthralling races that we've seen lots of uh, pretty good ones in the recent times i'm very pleased for shane uh, having known him since he arrived here in 07 as a young lad uh, he was certainly very green and very quiet and shy. He's come out a little bit, and uh, I, I'm really pleased that he's got this win. It's fantastic for him and the team uh, and Robert Van Gisbergen. And as you know, Robert drives every race, every round, every corner with Shane, um, and it's fantastic for his family. Mm, and, of course, uh, Shane, as you heard yesterday
2: on the show, about to do a rally in New Zealand and then a rally sprint. With his uh, father, and he is quite excited about that. As you, as you heard now, um, I know you're interested in the television ratings, and uh, Richard Crayle does a fantastic job putting the uh, ratings together after each round. And he's uh, his investigations has found that almost one and a half million people watched this year's Bathurst One Thousand. With a breakup of something like 669,000 on 10 in the major metro areas, of course, and 347,000 on Fox Sports. Now, uh, as many people don't quite understand, if you time shift on Fox, that means watch it 10 minutes after it started, you don't get picked up in the ratings. And if you watch it on KO, you don't have a, you're not counted in the ratings. So that number of almost one and a half million people is probably closer to uh, 1.6, but one point six, but maybe even one point seven nowadays. The way the digital world has taken off, so a very healthy uh, rating, most watched program on uh, uh, subscriber TV, and it was certainly uh, up there against the Bledisloe Cup which had 683,000 watching it on Channel 7.
1: All right. Well, I'm a bit surprised that uh, the number's down as they are, given that there was no attendance at the track, and you'd suggest to me that the 4,000 were going to be allowed there weren't that number there. Um, Oh, well. He's hoping it gets to Channel 7 with a, a larger audience potentially, that uh, we'll see some uh, ratings climb over the twenty twenty one season and beyond. I'm not well, as I'm not
2: sceptical about that, uh, or disappointed about that number. I'm sure people would be disappointed about the number, but uh, in as much as we're all out of whack, everything's everything's out of whack in twenty twenty. You normally see football, you watch the grand finals, and then a week later you have the Bathurst 1000. This year we're, we've got the Bathurst 1000 and next week we've got the football grand finals. I think yeah. it, you could have a case where everyone's just a bit out of whack and, you know, we get to two weeks' time and people are going, what happened to Bathurst? That was two weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And and you have to wonder about, you know, uh, with the migration, the mass migration of people camping and the fans, how much word of mouth and how much to the casual observer that actually prompts them into thinking about, oh, Bathurst on. I've got to make sure I watch a bit of that, where this year that wasn't happening. So uh, I, I don't think it's it's anything to worry about at all.
1: All right. Well, I'm certainly very glad I did watch it and uh, enjoyed, it, enjoyed it all. So that's it for Inside Supercars on Postmatters. Next we'll be turning our attention to the championship and the discussion you had with Scotty McLaughlin.
2: Yes, looking forward to that tomorrow here on Inside Supercars. And that's
0: it from me. And good night from him. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.